Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another week of Do Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we tell you what we just bought and tell you what you should buy next. Um, I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and this week we're joined by a very, very special guest, Tom Everett Scott. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. So, um, I mean, you've been kind of emailing me for the last like few months, just like begging to be on and... I know right. that, yeah, and and I I, I wanted I wanted to give you a chance. Like you seemed like you really wanted to be here. This is all happening exactly how my publicist drew it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let, let a pandemic happen. Right. 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 Uh, hope that some host of a podcast just happens to watch that thing you do for the first time. Yep. Uh, explains that to Twitter. Right. Here we are, guest on your show. You couldn't have. Uh, dreamed it up in a better way and I really I applaud you I feel like you did a ton of work for this and now you're here and we're happy to have you here um but yeah so for those of you who have not been following along with my my new and my all my actually my first celebrity crush ever uh Tom Everett Scott is uh Guy Patterson and that thing you do a movie that came out in what 96 yes that I never saw I I knew it existed but I never saw it we're not gonna dwell on this we're not We've seen it now. We're not. I've seen it now. I've asked if we could. Wa- I asked my husband if we could watch it again, and he said, "You know, we just watched it last week." I said, "Fine, I'll watch it by myself." Um, <laughs> well, so the the reason we watched it for the first time was uh, Dan is a, a really big Adam Schlesinger fan. Was a very, really big Adam Schlesinger fan. Oh well, that explains it. And so sad that he passed. And yeah. it was, um, yeah. I have been hearing about Adam Schlesinger for years because not only is it Fountains of Wayne, but it was also the Stephen Colbert Christmas special. It was That Thing You Do. It was Josie and the Pussycats, which I've also never seen and Dan was trying to get me to see. Um, So in his honor, we turned on That Thing You Do. Yes, I'm so glad to honor him. Um, He yeah, he did so many wonderful things and won so many awards. Really, he was he was super, super talented. He came in to our rehearsals before we started shooting the film and he was just so funny and kind and, and generous. And, you know, at a time when I was really brand new to acting and having to like play this song and, um, no, he just got us all off on the right foot. It's an amazing song. It's an amazing movie. The thing that we kept saying when we were watching it was like, it's pretty incredible to, to write a song that you, can hear like 12 times over the same two and a half hours. Like you, that song comes up every 25 minutes. I mean, and you're very, I'm happy to hear it. I was happy to hear it every single time. And it's been in my head for a week. Um, well, that's you to say, I mean, we had, we, we heard it a few more times than the average person <laughs> right. filming it. Right. it was, uh, but um, it, it hinged so much on it being a perfect song. And I know that they had like over 300 submissions. I know that Tom Hanks and the producer, Gary Getzman had written one themselves that, you know, nothing made the, you know, the, the one that made the cut was Adams. Right. 
Um, And it really had to be perfect. Yeah. It had to be something that could be a hit. Right. It had to be catchy. And it had to go and it had to involve the the words, that thing you do, because that actually came first when Tom wrote the script. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm I'm learning so much this week. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, you had to write you had to write a song in 1995 or 96 that could have been a hit in the 60s that would be fun to listen to in the 90s, which is right. not a that's a tall order. It is. So, kudos to Adam and um and yeah. he did an amazing job. And I was so happy to watch it. I was very surprised that it was two and a half hours. That's a long film. No, 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 no. You watched the, um, oh, you watched the extended cut. Oh, I don't, I, I've only seen it. I've only seen one version. I don't know. Did I? Yes, you must have. Okay. What scenes did I see that no one else has seen then? Or that is on the, oh, now I should have really done my research. Well, so then you saw, no, you, that's cool. I mean, the, the, the actual, <laughs> The theatrical version is like an hour and a half long. Oh. Yeah. And then and then like I think with the ten year anniversary they released the director's cut. That's probably what I saw. Yeah. So that has all the scenes with like me and uh, there's a lot more of Charlize Theron in the director's cut. Okay. Yes. Who yes. That makes sense. She was there she was there a lot. And now maybe I'll have to maybe on my second viewing I'll watch the non director's cut. Well, you will have a chance. I don't know when you're going to post this. Next pod- Friday. Okay, well. Okay. Oh, boy. This is cutting it close. But the Wonders, the Own Eaters, um, and I are going to do a live YouTube live. Yes. We're going to do a commentary of the theatrical release. Oh, my God. When? It's super, super fun. I know we've invited everybody else. Like I, I think Liv is going to come by. Oh, and cool. We're going to do like a Zoom session on YouTube. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And I know, I think Tom and Rita are going to try to pop in. I think Colin Hanks is going to maybe show his face. Maybe Giovanni. We're trying to get a bunch of people involved. Oh, my involved. gosh. When is this happening? I'm so this really... is going to happen. Now, this is, unless this completely just blows up between now and then. Well, now but... that you've told me it's happened, it has to happen. I'm literally so writing it what, down. The idea is to do this on April 17th. Okay. Like at 4 p.m. Pacific is okay. the idea for now, unless it changes. Okay. And we're, we're just hoping that we can do this without like breaking a thousand piracy laws. And if we if we get into trouble, like if the algorithm shuts us down because one of the little Zoom screens has the movie playing in it, then we'll just right. lose that screen and then you can watch it later and just queue it up with the start of the movie. Yeah, that's I mean, that's an incredible idea. I was hoping, I was hoping for a, a, a live Oneaters concert. Oof. But I know that maybe you'd have to do some practices before that could... Exactly. Yeah. The problem with that is that we're, we're really actors. We're not really musicians, so... Don't tell me. Don't ruin. Don't crush all my dreams. I, and I know. I know the magic of Hollywood. Um, well, well, when I was watching, so I don't really have celebrity crushes, as I said in my tweet, um, but I have such a crush on you. That's so sweet. Is it because Guy is just like this perfect guy? I mean, like, what's the. Yeah. Perhaps? I mean, no, no you just want to like hear, you want to hear it. I mean, like, I you're like oh, it. no, just like, let me know. I was like, what is it? Uh, I don't know what it is. I really don't. I don't really have celebrity crushes like because I, you know, growing up, it's like you're not going to you're not going to date a celebrity. Like, let's not be realistic. It's just a waste of time. Guy is a, it's a per, it's a perfect like 
90s dude. It just kind of took me back perfect. to being a this teen. This is perfect timing. My wife just walked in. So you got all that, right? Yeah, you no, you, you're hearing that? Object of desire. <laughs> She's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I love that. That's great. Um, uh, I actually don't know how to handle that. It kind of makes me still turn red. So, sure. um, did it? Yeah. Was it weird that that tweet got so many, so much engagement? It did. It got a ton of engagement. Oh my goodness. It really did. See, I'm really used to that just because, like, I'm just used to like all of my tweets, you know, doing really well and sort of sparking <laughs> so many conversations. But, but like, it had like 15,000 likes by the end of the night. Oh, wow. Like, everyone was like, you are really late to this. Wow. Like, we were all in love with Guy Patterson. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you're on board. So all I can say is welcome. <laughs> welcome aboard. One more to that 15,000 plus. And you're in I'm Sorry with Andrea Savage. And that's her. It's her show. It's her writing. Yeah. So she wrote that. That's based on her life. Um, so funny. She she had been um, putting it together. She did like a little um, presentation of it. And then it got picked up by True TV, which is part of the TNT TBS kind mm -hmm. of family of channels. And then she came to me and she said, you know, I, I really want you to play my husband in this thing. And. Um, was so sweet because we didn't even know each other. She just, you know, was approaching me basically unknown and uh, other than just knowing my work. And, and I was super flattered by that. And I also really just loved the material. And it was so funny because I feel like I was living that life. I mean, I have, a, you know, my wife is funny and I, we've raised kids in Hollywood and that's the premise of the show. So yeah. I was like, oh, I can do this or else I should quit acting um, <laughs> if I can't. And uh, yeah, it's worked out great. Andrew and I have had really good chemistry and, and she's just written a super funny show. It's really, it, it is really, really, really funny. Um, I watched the episode that made me like, I think I like spit out my dinner last night while I was watching was the, um, the Nazi episode when your TV daughter watches Sound of Music for the first time and ha wants to know what Nazis are. Well, what's so true about that movie is that it's totally. such a movie until it's all about Nazis. I grew up watching that movie, and I think you just have a smart TV daughter because I don't think I picked up on the Nazi thing for like a really long time. I was just into the dancing, loved the matching clothes, right? Doe a deer. I didn't. I was not in like the 1940s. Like Germany wasn't like it was not penetrating my brain yet. I had no idea. Right, you were like do me me me. Right. So, oh yeah. Yeah, fre fa fa la ti ti. Exactly. And then it was like, oh, I'm Rolf and like Heil Hitler, and I was like, yeah, okay. Like, when's the next song? Sure. Great. Um, but yeah, this whole entire episode is basically your TV daughter continuously asking you or being very afraid of Nazis, being very afraid that the Nazis are going to come get her. And then yeah. you and Andrea have this conversation that's like, you know, do we tell her Nazis are fake? And then it's like, no, then she's a Holocaust denier. It was, it's great writing, <laughs> great acting, great writing. It, it's really funny. That's pretty much every episode has stuff like that. Yes. Um, and it's on Netflix, which is great for these yeah. times. I mean, people are looking for, there's only so much TV you can watch. So if you haven't watched, I'm sorry, I definitely recommend it. If you haven't seen that thing you do, I recommend that too. We're having, and because I said so, which I actually had seen, Oh, but you didn't, you were kind of a I'm dick. Kinda. Yeah, you were kind of a dick in that movie. So it didn't, yep. I didn't like, we didn't, you know, I didn't feel that connection. Got it. I asked you not here just to, uh, Gush, which I've done now um, for 13 minutes. Great. Um, I asked you to bring two products or one product, but we decided on two that you wanted to evangelize. And I kind of told you the rundown of the show. And you came back to me 
pretty much like on point with exactly the kind of stuff that I want people to bring. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to hear what Tom Everett Scott brought to G Thanks Just Bought It. Okay, we're back. So Tom Everett Scott, what did you bring? What did you oh. what did you bring to share? Okay, so I was thinking about this and I know that one of my products that I, what would you say is like something I love? Yeah, like a, yeah, you just, you love it so much. And like when anyone, when you can get anyone's ear on it, you want to tell them like, oh, you got to get this thing. Like okay. this thing is so good. It's changed, it's changed the way I, whatever. This really did change my life. So, so with the, you know, with the advent of iPhones being basically your, you know, GPS and when you're in the car, you really like need to like put that up somewhere where you can see it so that you're not constantly looking down into your cup holder or yep. getting into an accident or whatever. Um, those air vent uh, clips for your phone. I have the Kinu uh, Airframe Plus air vent holder for my phone. And I like love it so much that my wife doesn't have one in her car because her air vents are a little weird and you can't really make one happen in there. Okay. Uh, that I hate driving her car because there's no little wow. clip in there. So you and you like can't it's not like a transferable thing where because the air vents are weird. So you can't just bring yours out of your car because it doesn't work in her car. And I've so tried what does she use? Well, she's she's like, whatever, I don't want one. She doesn't want to deal with it. Like I try to get her to get sure. one. And just like that's something I don't care about in life. Yeah. And like I love these things so much that I take one with me if I'm going to go shoot something at a, on location like in another city. And I know that I'm going to have like a rental car. Mm -hmm. I bring like I know I'm going to need it. That is like a pet. Do you have now like have you ever considered buying two like one just for travel one for your car at home so you don't like i don't i'd be afraid of leaving what you have two don't you you definitely I do, do. Yes, okay you held it <laughs> <laughs> i am no I, that's exactly how i am about like certain like skincare products where i'm like okay one just like stays in my suitcase and one is in my bathroom and then i don't have to re for like remember what? to remember it um the the thing about the the clip so i have the i have one for my car that is a magnet oh but I don't like it that much. And mm. I'm wondering if I should switch to the vent clip. It's like um, it goes into the CD. I guess at some point, whoever's making it is like CD players are, you know, they're still in the car, but you don't need them. And so like the whole product is like you shove this thing into the CD player and then it's like a magnet and you stick your phone to it. But then you have to put a f magnet on your phone. And it doesn't look yeah, it good. doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right. And then it and then. Yeah. And I feel like the clip might be the, the answer because I we in our house have the same problem, which is like, I usually don't, I have the magnet on a case, but I don't use that case all the time. It's only when I'm in the car. And then if I forget that case, it won't work, won't work. And then I just put it in the cup holder and driving in LA, as you know, and I'm new here, I don't know where I am ever. Right. And now that I can't leave my house, I'll never know where I am. So it's, <laughs> it's, uh, that's interesting. Does it ever fall out of the, like, is it sturdy? Okay. I will say this. Um, they do have a, li a lifespan because okay. of constant use. So I've had one break or like the little rubber like parts that kind of grip the vent. Okay. Sometimes the, like a, the little covering on them, the little rubber covering will come off and get lost. Okay. And once that comes off, you lose all your, you know, grip. Right. Um, so I have had to replace it maybe once or twice. How much does it cost? Oh, geez. You're catching me off guard. Yeah, um, unprepared. It's like what? It's like a. It like has to be like a twenty twenty five dollar kind of thing. I'll yeah, look. it might be. I mean, I can definitely go into my orders on my Amazon app and look. And I probably bought one in, you know, twenty eighteen. Sure. 
I'm sure. Yeah, you'll. Well, you know, I'm gonna assume it's between. Don't, don't, you know, stress yourself out trying to find it. I'm sure we can find it. I'm not stressed it's, at all. It's it's a it's a good thing to have. I'm. Are you spending much time in your car these days, or are you really trying to stay home as much as possible? These days, no. In fact, today I. You, I hadn't been in the car in two weeks, and I went. I actually went for a drive this morning, and it was just felt so strange. And I was like, "Oh my god, I miss NPR." Without traffic, LA is really nice. So, oh, so great, right? It's great. I mean, you can really get anywhere in like thirty minutes. And I drove all the way from my house on the east side to Santa Monica, even though you can't get out of the car. Like it took like thirty-two minutes at five thirty on like a Wednesday, and I know that will never happen again. No, that's the, that's so true. It's like we're we're not gonna we're not missing the traffic. No, I, but I have no frame of reference. I've been here for like seven weeks. I literally left Brooklyn and yeah, now I'm that's here. so wild. So Brooklyn, huh? You came in from Brooklyn. I came in from Brooklyn. I mean, they're just like such opposite cities, um, and you really can't even compare them. So, and it's so strange that this was this happened right as you got here. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll you'll see. Like when things get back to normal. You know, the, the the downside is the traffic. The upside is the weather. Yeah. Uh, I just looked it up in the Kenu Airframe yeah. um, phone holder is fourteen ninety five. Wow. That's even less than we thought. That's great. Yeah. You can yeah. buy like five of those. Super affordable. Just have them on deck. I love that. And then you had another thing that we that we decided would be the like the car kind of quarantine thing. You have another product to go with your your air vent for the That's I mean, right. Your, right. Your air vent phone holder. So. Um, just trying to do my part with, mm -hmm. um, zero waste. Good. And, um, I love this, uh, keep cup that I have. That's the name of it. It's a, it's a tempered glass, 12 ounce. They come in different sizes, but mine's 12 ounce, mm -hmm. um, tempered glass with a real cork, like grip around the middle of the glass. It's nice. You, know, you can't stick it in the dishwasher. You got to wash it by hand, which is fine. I mean, there's several items in our kitchen that you can't stick in the dishwasher, so it's fine. Um, and it's just, it's, it's great. It's got a, it's got kind of like, I guess it has like a rubbery plastic top, but, uh, but it's just so nice in your hand, the glass as opposed to plastic. I don't really right. love plastic stuff. And, and, um, I don't know, it just feels good to drink out of a glass. Yeah. Do you feel like, like an adult? I kind of feel like an adult. I feel like I'm getting into my car with like um like a white Russian, like the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like a cocktail. But I'm yeah. usually not drinking a cocktail when I drive. I'm I usually would, I would hope not. I'm <laughs> usually drinking like a cold brew from, you know, blue bottle or or this really great um mom and pop coffee place down the street from me called Sachi. Um Sachi. just love it. And nice. uh yeah. They're actually open during this um, Oh, they are? Like a to go. Yeah. Yeah, and they're doing orders, so we're trying to keep them going. Good. Yeah, it's been it's that's I think that's the other part about moving here when you really don't know the community is like I couldn't name three restaurants in LA that aren't like owned by Lisa Vanderpump and like on Bravo. So like right. it's it's weird to kind of feel like all of my, you know, community-based stuff is in Brooklyn. Do you bring your keep cup or like when we were going to stores? Like would you bring it into a blue bottle and have them fill it up so that you didn't have to use yeah, and and cool. um, yeah, or Saatchi or wherever, they, and they all give you like a little like fifteen percent discount off your drink if you bring in a cup. Nice. Yeah, but when the coronavirus stuff started, they were like, "Oh, we can no longer right. even touch your cup." Like, yeah, like, no problem. Like, it was the same thing with like reusable bags. I think too, like a lot of grocery stores were like, "Stop bringing like all this 
fabric from home. Yeah, whole have to talk. like yeah, you got to leave that out here and so we've we've stopped going places entirely. The only thing that we went to pick up was um like stuff for our pets, um, coffee down the street where you order it ahead of time and then they just like kind of set it out and yeah and everyone keeps it six feet distant and then yeah. um, bagels. We were like driving by our bagel place and just got the craziest urge. L.A. has bagels. I mean, tell me about that. Tell me about an L.A. bagel. So so it's harder. We, me and my wife are East Coasters and we lived in New York at the beginning of our career. Like, okay. first 10 years. Yep. Um, that's where I was living when I when I got that thing you do. And um, you can't compare. Bagels. Yeah. So forget it. It's like pizza. It's just different here. So so it's harder to find the good places. So when you do find a good place, you kind of got to stick to it. Yeah. Um, so there's one place here. It's called New York Bagels. Sure. It's good brand. It's just good branding. <laughs> of course it is. And uh, yeah, so I just like quickly like call them like, Can't, are you doing orders? And they're like, yeah. And they just took my order on the phone. We pulled up and you know they came out and dropped it next to the car. Nice. Yeah. You have your bag. What do you? What is? What's your bagel order? Like you know how politicians have to say their bagel orders, and at least in New York they do. We make yeah. our mayoral candidate tell us what they put on their bagel i love a good everything bagel i love it with cream cheese and like you know a slice of tomato with some salt great um i'll go for locks if everybody's having locks if it's like at somebody's house and they've got a really nice spread but i don't usually order it you know regularly store Mm -hmm. that's that's good that's a good that's a good order that's a good bagel order what's your bagel order i'm a so um I usually do like a, a sesame seed or a poppy seed with vegetable cream cheese and tomato and cucumber slices. Yeah. But I also like a cinnamon raisin bagel. And I am told by my Jewish husband that that is like the most insulting thing I can order. So I, I, I only do it alone. It's like right. I only have a cinnamon raisin bagel when I'm by pretty, myself. Pretty Gentile order. It's, it's a very Gentile order, but it's good. I mean, it's like eating cake. It's like a different, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you're like, yeah. if you, know, you want the salty, then you want like your cake bagel. But I apparently if like one time brought, I think my in-laws or I was, I suggested that we, that we bring my in-laws like Zabar's or something, you know, yeah. super Jewish. Um, and when ordering the dozen bagels, I like threw in two cinnamon raisin and I was told like, <laughs> do not. When we go back, yeah. because my brother-in-law has a place in the Lower East Side and I always stay in the Lower East Side whenever I go there. I always try to stay at like um, the Ludlow or something. I love that. That's my favorite neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And right there, Russ and Daughters. That's my bagel place. The best. Yeah. Um, Russ and Daughters PR person, Jen Snow, is a friend of mine and I know she follows and listens to this podcast. So, Jen... Hey. Did you hear that? Um, We are going to take a quick break and then we will be right back. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Okay, we're back. So tell me how much the Keep Cup costs. And do you have more than one? And do they come in different sizes? Okay, so they do come in different sizes. And yes, I have more than one. And I bought one. Uh, I got one as a gift for my wife from Blue Bottle. So it has okay. a little well, symbol on it. Nice. And, and, uh, and then I realized how cool it was. So I got one for myself. 
Cool. And now Saatchi down the street here, they they have them as well. So I have a Saatchi one. Um, I'm trying to think of how much they cost. I really don't know. Okay. They're not expensive. We'll look it up. They, um, the, the plastic thing, I will say the thing about California that I really like is that everyone's very attentive to like a no waste or limited yeah. waste thing. Right. Which is not super the case um, in New York. But uh, I don't, so we, I work from home and like there's, there was no really like big commute situation but i did go to get coffee somewhere and i couldn't tell you where it was when we first moved here and i noticed that everyone walked in the coffee shop with their own like cups from home which i've never really seen before people were walking out with like just open top mugs like they were in their kitchen and i kind of liked it it's cool i I do that so much here i do yeah i love i would um for the longest time places would do you know, they do like a paper cup for your coffee, but then a plastic lid. So I'm like, all right, no lids. I'm not doing lids anymore. Right. And that, that really gave me that Bukowski feel of like, um, or Lebowski. Bukowski. Yeah. That's a different thing altogether. Um, but uh, but yeah, that would make me feel like I was just like walking down the street with like a cup from home. I feel like we should go one step further and just be like, you'd bring your cup to all coffee places. Like the coffee places have coffee. They don't have cups. Like it's a BYO situation. I feel like we'd save so much money and... Right, but it'd be and like. Then, then what do we do? Do we start bringing like our plates to In and Out? Like, yeah, ah, just put it right on the plate. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Don't wrap it. This is the time we are doing like a big setback here. We have a lot of time to think up how the world we <laughs> want to go back to. I say bring your plates to In and Out. Also, I don't really. Are you an In and Out kind of guy? I will say. Yeah. That In and Out is probably the hands down best burger. There's so many, you know, there's all these different variables. It's so hard to say there's only one best of anything, right? Right. But when you kind of like put, when you're looking at all the categories, I think In-N-Out ticks off the most boxes. Interesting. What are your boxes? Because I would say that they do not have good fries. Okay, right. That's true. That's like one of the drawbacks. Yeah. They don't, the fries are fine. You kind of put up with them because they come with like one of the best burgers. Right. But you're right. No, they're not great. They're they're healthier actually than your average fry. The best fries are McDonald's fries. Yeah, yeah. The more salt, the better. It actually kind of brings me to the product I bought today. I brought today, which is my inflatable hot tub. Wow. Or do you have a pool? We don't. Oh wow! I we feel like do, but we moved. You mo- okay? We, you... we lived in the valley for the first thirteen years here, and raised our kids there in Encino, and mm-hmm. had the pool because it gets very hot there. So if you don't, you know, you got to have a pool. Yeah. And then both my kids got into schools on the west side, so we we sold that house and we live in uh, we live on the west side now. Oh, the west side's so the, the west side's so nice, but it also doesn't get as hot, right? Right. So we really, yeah, we weren't looking for a house with a pool over here. So when we decided to move, I was like, I really want a pool. Like, I would love to find a house with a pool. And then it turns out, like, we very quickly realized, like, we don't have, like, rent a house with a pool money. But what we had was buy a balloon pool money. Um, So this hot tub, I'm going to, like, drop the link so that you can see it while we're looking at it. But I'm while I'm talking about it. But it's it's kind of crazy. It's like one of those things where you're like, I um like this thing for sure doesn't exist and then you google it and it turns out it does you know what i mean you you're like you, it's like kind of when you get high and you're like oh what a great idea an inflatable hot tub someone already came up with it and then i just bought it so it's it's a four person um hot tub it's like i bought it for like 
300 but I think right now that everyone's home, it's now $600. Oh, boy. Um, yep. So that's called, I mean, I don't know, business, but it's annoying. So I'm dropping it into our chat box so you can see it. Um, okay. It's funny. It's like, it's it's this green. Can you see it? Well, I tried clicking on that link. Let's see, where's our chat box? This is also going to be fun for people to hear me be unable to use. use technology. <laughs> no, it's, so if you go, so if you, so do you see the bottom right hand corner with that little like text box? Oh yeah. So if you click that, and then in the in the text box, yeah. If you click that, I think it'll bring it to you. Do you yeah. see it? Yeah. Here it is. That wasn't so hard, Tom, was it? You did it. Hey, oh, it's not showing up. Oh, okay. well. Okay, great. Well, okay. It's the Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, we'll figure it out. It's So it's this green, um, like, inflatable hot tub. It's big enough for four people. The picture of it on Amazon is four people who, sitting in the hot tub. I don't know where their legs are, but, like, they have to be on top of one another. It doesn't make sense any other way. But, like, it gets up to 104 degrees. It has jets. It's great and you can time it so um oh there like, it is i got it now you, oh you see it the coleman the coleman Sally spa spa yeah for six hundred dollars which is price gouging but you know what okay hey, um it's, it's beautiful it's a beautiful green color beautiful green color it's got this like egg that looks like the smoker yeah um I assume it's not. It's not. It's just a water heater. I will say the downside to the. It has been really amazing. I go. I I'll go in it like every day because it feels, wow. it feels very. Uh, well, first of all, the weather here is perfect for it. I mean, like it yeah. like a seventy degree day, no humidity. Like I'll I'll bring a book in or I'll like even put my like iPad up and like watch something and I feel like a real tool. But it's really comfortable and it may it like gives me that pool. It it like you know, quenches the thirst that I had for the pool. Someone's going to have to buy one of these and be on the other side of this Skype call with you as, as both are lounging in the, in the bubbling waters. Yeah. That could be a really relaxing podcast. Yeah. I feel like that, right. That's the next step is like <laughs> just, just snaking the mic in. It's uh, it's really, it's, I convinced a few people to buy one, especially with this quarantine because you know people with kids like especially like how old are your kids my kids are older 19 and 15 okay so can you imagine like doing what you're doing now but they're like 12 and like eight and right i mean like it's that's just a lot like i'm very happy to not be 12 right now and i'm also happy to not have a 12 year old and we have a few friends who have kids in that age range who bought this because they were like they need something to do we need something to do like this could keep a nine-year-old entertained it could keep a nine-year-old and me entertained for a really really long time um the only the only drawback of it is the electricity bill is high um but i also think i might be are you is it operating at 104 as we speak um it's operating at 100 because i read a forum on reddit that said hold on let me see if i can show it to you because if i turn the computer you might be able to see it uh well hold on can you see it outside? There it is. There it is. Um, it is. So for the first month that I had it, I was running it at 124-24-7, which the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power, uh, they got a pretty penny from me for my first for my yeah. first bill. I've managed a system now where like you don't shut it off completely because to re 
to reheat it takes a lot more energy. So I put it at like a 97 on the off days. The other thing about it is the jets are very cool. It like does feel like you're actually in a real hot tub. But actual jacuzzis, um, which you need a permit. What? Yeah, I was going to say, like, what, how much does it cost to put in a real one? Like $5,000. Oh, okay. Well, it's a huge savings. Yeah, it's a huge savings. Right. I'm being smart by buying this. Yeah. What I say. It's a financially sound choice. Yeah. Um, and also, um, in Los Angeles, you need a permit to put in, like, an actual jacuzzi. You cannot just put one in your backyard, apparently. But you these blow-ups... You can blow up a jacuzzi. No, no permit required. Truly. Um, yeah, so that is, that's, that's been my recommendation to people. It does feel like a little shitty um, because I know all of my friends at home in New York are like stuck in, in their apartments with limited outdoor space. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. But like I'm in this like pool. <laughs> so I don't try to rub it in. But I actually think if you do, if people do have the space, it's like a nice like a nice purchase i know my my brother-in-law and his wife bought a place in joshua tree uh that they fixed up and they airbnb it out it was a really great investment for them they're actually there now like they just stopped taking um renters and they're just staying there smart and they're going to put in what's called a cowboy pool what's that that? so you buy one of those galvanized steel um giant like you get them from like a like a feed store for like horses and and cows and stuff it's like one of those giant silver kind of like um like troughs yeah it's like a trough but it's big enough for to be a pool to be a kiddie pool oh my gosh or bigger and and there's all these like diy ways to take those and turn them into (sighs) hot tubs and stuff and a lot of these like joshua tree places have done this that feels very on brand for Joshua Tree. That's yeah. really cool. So you sit, you basically just sit in like a big trough. Can, yeah. you, can they heat it? I guess you can if there's yeah, DIY yes, stuff. Yeah. yeah, you get like, you, you get all the equipment. You get like a motor and a filter and a heater and you, you know, like put in like the, yeah, the stuff. Oh, that's awesome. I just, I just Googled cowboy pool because I wanted to see. Oh, these are so cool. Yeah, yeah. this is awesome. And right. And all the pictures of all the imi- images are like Joshua Josh. Tree. Yeah, that's really that's really awesome. Now, yeah. was is the Airbnb like to have have you gotten any wind from your family about how like screwed that market is? Like, is it they were they no, they actually were getting a lot of requests. Oh, because people wanted to leave. People wanted to get out. I hear that that's actually like the thing to do in New York is to get out if you have the means to, to just get out and get a house. somewhere. It's the thing to do. But people are not. It's not a good idea. Like. It's very know, controversial. It is controversial. I know that my friends who did that and got a house up in, um, I forget what town they were in. They're still there, like Woodstock or somewhere. You know, they got yeah, way like a Ryan back up State New York place. And, and people are just like, oh, you came from the city? Great. Yeah. It's not, it's not. So I feel like there was a, there was a deadline cut off of like when you could make that decision to go. And I think that there was a, there's been a huge argument of like when it's been when it's too late to to leave and when you're putting other people in in harm but but apparently new york has has like really cleared out like anyone with money is is gone which is kind of sad um i think in in a lot of ways and and new york as a city is a wonderful city that you know um is near and near to a lot of people and this 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 pandemic has really shown like like what was great about new york was also what really caused the big problem there 
Yeah. And what was great was that you were just always experiencing this with all these other people, and it was just such such a flow and a vibe. But then that ultimately in this kind of situation is bad. Is like the downfall. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's so many different things at play in New York. There's like it's like hugely segregated. It's like there's a huge like, you know, socioeconomic disparity between people. But there is also this sense of of like being in it together when you're in sure. New York, like when you're on the subway and the subway breaks down, as it always does, like you can make eye contact with literally any other person and be like, like this, yeah. this fucking sucks. Um, yeah. And everyone sort of like gets it. And I feel like what I learned about LA when I got here is like, there's nothing like everyone is very happy to be here. It's <laughs> like, true. It's very different. It's such a more capsulized living experience here. You go from your house to your car to your, wherever you're going. Yeah. You don't, which, you don't mingle as much, which makes a, which makes a situation like the one we're in. Um, there's, it's actually very beneficial. So, yep. but New York is hard. I mean, even people who are like, I'm just trying to go for like a long walk, but like, so is everyone else. So like everyone's on the sidewalk and no one can yep. get anywhere. It's just somebody. Yeah. It's hard to be more than six feet away from anybody. It really is. I mean, even in your own apartment building, like you share walls with people. It's kind yeah, of impossible. elevators. Yeah. Buttons. I feel like I've been, I feel like I wonder what, if we'll ever go back to just like touching stuff ever. Willingly. Yeah. I don't know how soon that'll be back. <laughs> I don't know. People on NPR today were talking about in my one car ride that right. I yeah. took in the last month. Um, they were talking about handshakes going, you know, going away. And I'm like, culturally, I don't think they'll go away, but maybe we will stop being so touchy feely. Yeah, I, we, I we might at least for a period of time, unless like, you know, when, until the threat is like really mitigated, I'm sure it will be like a little weird. I mean, I everyone's been saying this, but it's very weird to watch TV during this and see everybody like you know, eating right? chips and salsa out of the same bowl. Like it's nothing. And it's right. like wild. It's like you guys so are standing weird. so close. In such a short amount of time, we have already like instilled this, like, um, you know, we're triggered by these images and these thoughts. Well, Tom Everett Scott, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You did a great job making this pandemic happen and just sort of like to weasel your way on here. Yeah, I, uh, I used it to my advantage. <laughs> I appreciate your hard work. Um, my... First ever celebrity crush within a week. Within a week, now he's on the podcast. This is this is a this is a record for me in many things different move, ways. Things move so fast during <laughs> the pandemic. You just gotta. I think we we all learned that we're just all available. We're right, right. That's the, if you take away from anything from this, you guys, the celebrities are home and they're also <laughs> doing nothing. Call your favorite one, see if they'll talk to you. Um, so you heard about the Kino uh, air vent iPhone holder, you heard about the keep cup and you heard about the hot tub, all three things to use to your advantage while you're stuck at home. Um, Tom Everett, Scott, remind everybody or like, I know it's a wishful thinking and it's probably going to happen. But when is this Oneaters live blog Zoom thing happening? April 17th? Yes. Uh, so so uh, depending on when this comes out and if uh, everything goes according to plan, there will be a YouTube live commentary of the film That Thing You Do by me, Steve Zahn, Jonathan Sheck, Ethan oh Embry, and and some other guests. Incredible. And at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. On the YouTube channel? On, on like a channel, which you can find. Um, I have tweeted it out and put it on Instagram. On, on Twitter, I am at Tom E. Scott. And on Instagram, I am Tom Everett Scott. Perfect. Okay. Well, I'm definitely tuning into that. And that'll be the highlight of next week. 
This is the highlight of this week. Um, and and you can watch I'm Sorry, which I really recommend on Netflix. There's two there's two full seasons there, right? Yes, two Perfect. full Perfect. Really funny. Like such a it kind of reminded me of like you're the worst and uh New Girl, like kind of its earliest seasons, like quick, very funny. Yeah. Relatable, nothing nothing too deep, sad, or depressing about it. No. Um it's all talk- really good comedy. It's really good. Thank you so very much for giving me your time today. And uh, and uh, hopefully just this is the start of our our new our new best friendship. I love it. Uh, you are my biggest fan, Tom Everett Scott. And I play the drums and I have all your records. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. But uh, at least I did until some of them got swiped when I was stationed in Germany and you were playing in Germany the, the, at the time that I was stationed there. But you know what? I couldn't see because you were playing in Hamburg and I was stationed in Munich. But I listen to your records, and I think you're great. You are my biggest fan. Thanks for coming to G. Thanks, just bought it. Thank you. Take care.